Week six, the three and two San Francisco 49ers at the two and three Atlanta Falcons. We've got another Locked On Podcast Network crossover episode. Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker of Locked On 49ers with Aaron Freeman of Locked On Falcons. Biggest storylines, key matchups, and predictions for week six coming up right now. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers and Locked On Falcons crossover week six, 49ers and Falcons. Thanks, everybody, for making Locked On 49ers and Locked On Falcons your first listens here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's crossover Thursday episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Price Picks is so much fun and it's easy to play. No competing with other players, just you versus the projections available. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Price Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on that entry. It can literally take less than 60 seconds to enter. It's that easy. We love Price Picks. We know you will too. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit. Match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. As I mentioned, Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker here of Locked On 49ers with Aaron Freeman of Locked On Falcons. Aaron, how are things going with those Atlanta Falcons? Uh, we were talking a little bit off the air. It's kind of an odd team, competitive, scrappy. Um, is there more than scrappy there for this team, though? Is, is it upset city potentially for the Atlanta Falcons? What's the biggest storyline going on right now with those Falcons in 2022? Yeah, I think th- this week is a great week for the Falcons to kind of test their mettle. Um, you know, the strength of this team is their offense and really that running game. And they're going up against a 49ers team that the strength of their team is their defense. And it really, they've been clamping down on pretty much everybody's run defense all year long. So it's it's kind of strength on strength. And so we, we kind of get to find out, you know, if the Falcons are for real. Uh, this has been something we've been talking about on Lockdown Falcons for the last couple of weeks. You know, they had Tampa Bay last week. They have San Francisco this week. They have Cincinnati next week. This kind of three-game stretch is going to determine if this team is for real, if this team can really uh, surprise a lot of folks, surprise me, and surprise uh, a lot of Falcon fans who did not expect this team uh, to be a playoff team this year, thought we would be a scrappy uh, sort of team that could keep it competitive in a lot of these games. But this sort of stretch of games is is going to kind of define if this team is capable of more than that. And I think this 49er team is a good test for them. And I think there's a, a potential possibility that they could upset this 49er team, especially given how beat up that team is. Uh, Aaron, I have a question. Do you believe that it is truly an upset? <laughs> you know, I, I understand. I look at the, the record and, you know, they, they got three close losses. 49ers are three and two right now, but I mean, these teams are a play away from either being 5-0 and or maybe even having the same record. And Atlanta's playing at home. Uh, they're playing these playoff teams extremely close. They were a really bad penalty last week against Tampa Bay away from having an opportunity to actually win that game. So I, I get the point spread says that it's an upset, but do you believe that it's an upset in your eyes if the uh, Atlanta Falcons pull it off? Yeah, I think it would be to to most people. But yeah, I do think your point is that these teams are probably a lot closer than probably the records and the point spread maybe would indicate. And, you know, I look at this 49ers team that like they haven't really, you know, their defense has obviously been playing great this year, but they also haven't really been tested by a, a lot of elite offenses so far this season. You know, you look at the quarterbacks. 
uh, of the teams that they've beat like or and played like Justin Fields and Geno Smith, a cooked version of Russell Wilson. Uh, Baker Mayfield, obviously, you know, the Rams uh, have a pretty good offense, but the 49ers always beat the Rams. So it doesn't feel like that's a huge challenge. Now, obviously, no one's going to sort of put Marcus Mariota on a, on a pedestal as an elite quarterback or anything like that. Um, but, you know, I, I kind of wonder if, if, you know, if the 49ers walk away from this game with a win. Um, you know, are people going to be like, yeah, they haven't really played anybody. And then, you know, next week, the 49ers got Kansas City Chiefs. And so that's kind of be a challenge. And so part of me kind of wonders that maybe maybe the 49ers are looking a little bit ahead, uh, you know, to that game. And maybe the Falcons can kind of catch them sleeping this week. Well, I think the Falcons have caught in the 49ers sleeping. And what was it, 2019, 49ers were the dominant team in the NFC. And next thing you know, you lose a game on the one-inch line because Julio Jones makes an amazing play. There is no Julio Jones. There is no Matt Ryan. And will there be Corder Patterson? Because that's a guy. You talked about the strength of the Atlanta Falcons and their run game. And Corder Patterson is a big reason for that. So what's the outlook on Patterson? And if he can't go, what's it looking like behind him? And Kyle Pitts. Well, yeah, yeah. Kyle Pitts' injuries is going to be a big one. He, he did return to practice. So things are looking at least somewhat optimistic this early in the week. Uh, that he will play on Saturday. I mean, on Sunday, I'm sorry. Uh, and Cordell Patterson will not play because he's on injured reserve. But the Falcons reserve running backs and Caleb Huntley and Tyler Algier, their fifth round draft pick, kind of has stepped up the last two weeks. They they really played well uh, in the second half against the Browns and were really a big reason why they were able to get that win. Uh, and they also played well, you know, towards the second half of, of the Bucks game and, and really got that offense uh, back into uh, the game. So I think the Falcons run game, while it is not as good with a healthy Patterson, it still is capable of being able to move the ball effectively, I think, with the two backups. Yeah, the Falcons, there is the Saints game, there is the Rams game, and the Rams win doesn't look as good for the 49ers, and it doesn't look as good for the, the Falcons the way they played some of those games. So I'm, I'm really interested to see what this Falcons team looks like because I'm having a hard time figuring out exactly who they are, how good they're going to be. In a lot of ways, this line looks similar to last week for the 49ers where they're favored big, but they're on the road, and the strengths match up in a way that I would think it's a low-scoring game. So if it's going to be low-scoring, can you still – beat a team by a touchdown plus and the 49ers were able to against the Carolina Panthers but of course you know for those Atlanta Falcons it's important to get players like Kyle Pitts back and get some um some big performances from their running game on offense to to try to take advantage of some of the the banged up 49ers on the defensive side of the ball and when you look at the 49ers crock right the big storyline this week is those injuries you've got Jimmy Ward who came back got hurt on the very opening kickoff of the first game he had played in 2022 Emmanuel Mosley starting cornerback torn ACL he's out for the year we'll see if Jason Verrett's able to come back his his practice window is open he's coming off his own torn ACL from last year hasn't played yet got some young players to fill in there and decent depth at cornerback Nick Bosa has got a groin injury has a chance to play I feel like a lot of fans almost want to hold him out in this one because they don't want that injury to get worse already have been without their their starting defensive tackles in Javon Kinlaw and Eric Armstead uh, I think that's where it's funny because the Niners have the best defense in the league coming in, but there might be some cracks showing right in that defense right now, Croc. Yeah, and I think those are those are big things that I think a lot of people are overlooking. I think the 49ers came into the season with very high expectations, 
And when you see how the defense has been extremely dominant through five games, you just assume that they're going to keep it going. But it gets a little harder when you are missing guys like Emmanuel Mosley, when you are continuing to miss Jimmy Ward, uh, Eric Armstead, Javon Kinlaw, what's going to be the case for those guys? Will they be playing? Nick Bosa, will he play or, or how healthy will he be Will he be if he's on the field? You're also missing a guy like Aziz Al-Shair, who's a starting linebacker. So a lot of missing pieces. You're going to have some youthfulness on the outside. You're probably going to have some inexperience as pass rusher, and a lot of guys are going to have to step up. That's why I look at this game as maybe not so much the defense being as dominant as we've seen over the first five weeks, but can the offense take that next step and really help out the defense when the defense is maybe uh, lacking or has an opportunity to kind of fall off just a little bit. And Aaron, Kruk mentioned it uh, a bit ago, but we were talking about storylines and actual ink spilled about the Falcons over the course of last week. It has to be about that, that Grady Jarrett penalty in the sack on Tom Brady, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's been what a lot of attention for the Falcons. The Falcons are getting more attention this week because of that than they probably have gotten over the last year and a half. <laughs> um, and then you couple that with what happened in the Monday night game as well with Chris Jones and and that stuff. So it, that's become a sort of a big storyline uh, around the league this week. And so the Falcons are sort of front and center of that. And it's kind of strange to, to see people talking about the Falcons uh, in a positive way, not making jokes about them. All right, uh, key matchups coming up here in this week six game with the San Francisco 49ers at Atlanta Falcons. We'll make some predictions as well for week six coming up. But right now, I'd like to talk about our friends at Simply Safe. Here, here's a sports analogy for you. When it comes to burglars, your home is like the end zone, and you need the absolute strongest defense you can muster. For example, like the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, this is why. I use and trust Simply Safe Home Security. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. It's cutting edge technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back so you always know your home is safe. Uh, what do you love about a modern home safety system like Simply Safe? Advanced technology, whether it's controlling your system from your phone with the app, which is a must these days, right? You need to be able to be inside the house, see what's going on, on the outside, be able to be not at home and, and have a good idea of what's happening on your property or inside and outside of your home. Watching crystal clear HD live streams of your cameras. It doesn't help if you catch a burglar at your house and you've got this grainy footage. You're like, hey, police, look at this. Here's this uh, grainy footage of someone that could be any human being in the world. They just burgled our home. No, clear HD streams and video of your property with security cameras. And of course, a wide array of high-tech sensors, any windows, any doors that you need a sensor on in your house, you can have that with Simply Safe. And of course, 24-7 professional monitoring. Sim Simply Safe's agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home and can't be reached. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Thanks again, everybody, for making Locked On 49ers and Locked On Falcons your first listens every day. Uh, make sure you're checking out the NFL Key Predictions show every Friday on Locked On NFL. Locked On's local experts give you the inside scoop on the five biggest games of the NFL weekend, including Sunday and Monday night football, plus betting advice from the field's leading experts, Bet Online. 
Follow NFL Key Predictions every Friday on Locked On NFL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, key matchups. Um, how has I want to ask you this, Aaron? Because I think one of the key matchups in this game is this is the first week the 49ers, if, if Nick Bose is not playing and they are still without Eric Armstead, who might be another week away, uh, Javon Kinlaw inside, they've still got some depth. Samson Abelcom banged up as well. They've got some depth, but you start to lose a lot of pieces on the defensive line. Could this be the first week the 49ers defense loses that battle up front? Because I feel like the the Atlanta Falcons offensive line is playing pretty well. Chris Lindstrom's, I think, one of the top five graded players in the league right now by PFF, right? Yeah, I believe that's true. I think he's the top guard last I checked. Is that uh, is that a matchup you think the, the Falcons can, can win at home against the 49ers? Yeah, it's one on paper that they should be able to win. Um, now, what I will point out is two weeks ago when they played the Browns, they were without Jadavion Clowney and Taven Bryan and, and Miles Garrett. And so we thought, oh, OK, like the Falcons will have no problem against this backup uh, group of uh, Browns players. And they Browns got a, a pretty good amount of pressure uh, in that game. Uh, obviously, the Falcons were able to sort of assert their will running the football, uh, but it was a little bit of a concern. And then you follow that up last week against the Bucks, who were able to get a lot of pressure on Marcus Mariota in that game as well, which was a big reason why the Falcons were held scoreless for the first three quarters in that game. Um, and so, like, you, you look at that and you say, you know, I think the 49ers backups or non-Nick Bosa pass rushers are probably a little bit better than the Browns non-Miles Garrett's pass rushers. So I do wonder a little bit if the Falcons' offensive line has as much of an advantage if they don't play a little bit better in pass protection. But as I said earlier, you know, the strength of this offense is their running game. So I think they will try to run the football uh, down the 49ers' throats and, and hopefully, you know, given some of these injuries that San Francisco is dealing with that will be uh, sufficient for the Falcons offense. Is there one spot on the line that's been more leaky? Um, the left guard position probably is their weakest link at this point in time. And their starter, Elijah Wilkinson, did miss practice on Wednesday, uh, but he did miss a game. Uh, I can't remember which game it was, maybe the Seahawks game. Uh, and the, his replacement was Colby Gossett and the offensive line sort of didn't skip a beat uh, in that game. So while Wilkinson is probably the weakest link of the starting five, uh, I think the drop off from him to their top backup there uh, is not significant enough to, to really have a dramatic impact on this, on this matchup. Croc, is there any uh, key matchups you like in this one for the 49ers? Well, I, I mean, I just want to know a little bit more about the Falcons defense. Cause we have talked a lot about kind of the offensive matchup between uh, these two teams, well, the, the Falcons offense against the 49ers defense, but uh, what is it looking like for Atlanta defensively right now? Uh, you know, I know there's A.J. Terrell out there. Has he picked up picked up where he left off last season? Is he playing extremely well? Uh, if there is a weakness in this defense that the 49ers can potentially exploit, where would that be? <laughs> um, their run defense is not great, uh, so I think, you know, that plays to the potential strength of, of the 49ers with Jeff Wilson. I think he had like 160 yards the last time they, they played the 49ers or something ridiculous. Um, and that I think is probably the easiest way to attack the Falcons defense. Uh, if you can run the football as for AJ Terrell, he's it's been an up and down season. He's coming off a, not a great game against Mike Evans, but like that's kind of the thing with AJ Terrell. 
is that when you look at his history, whether it's Mike Evans or Michael Thomas in week one, or you can go all the way back to Jamar Chase uh, in that national championship game, it's the more physical receivers, the bigger guys that tend to give him a little bit more of an issue. Um, although he he pretty much kept DK Metcalf in check in that Seattle game and basically locked down Amari Cooper, who had one catch in that Browns game. So like we, we've seen both the high end AJ Terrell and the low end AJ Terrell so far this season. And I, I kind of like the matchup between him and Debo Samuel. They are kind of familiar with one another from their shared days in college at Clemson in South Carolina. Um, and because A.J. Terrell tends to do a little bit better against the more quicker route runner types that Samuel is, um, you know, I, I think this is a favorable matchup for him. And I, I'm kind of expecting the Falcons probably want to play a little bit more man coverage uh, than they are usually able to play because last time they played the 49ers that was pretty effective for them uh but the problem for them was that samuel and and kittle really cooked them in in zone coverage carved them up last week yeah last year um and so the tight end matchup is is probably one that i think is another vulnerability that the 49ers can really exploit because the falcons don't really have a, a dedicated tight end eraser they've kind of been using richie grant more in that role the last couple of weeks and he seems to be their best option in that regard but he's giving up a lot of size uh to a guy like george kittle uh in that regard and then you couple that with the injury to michael walker um their weak side linebacker and the guy who calls defense he's dealing with a groin injury uh and he missed practice on wednesday and you know there are question marks if he's going to be able to make it on Sunday due to that injury. You know, there is a little bit of vulnerability. You're going to be replacing him with Troy Anderson, their second round draft pick, who's shown some promise so far this season, but still is kind of green, uh, having converted from a quarterback and a running back uh, to a linebacker at Montana State. So, um, you know, I think that's probably another area that 49ers fans, you know, if they can feed Kittle the ball, uh, that will be probably advantageous to that offense. Are the rookies a big factor right now, uh, Aaron, with the with the Atlanta Falcons? I know Desmond Ritter hasn't played yet. He's he's the backup to Marcus Mariota, but the second rounder Arnold Ebiketti is a player I really liked. Of course, top ten picks been on Drake London at wide receiver, and uh, that fifth rounder you mentioned one of the backs that's filled in for Cordero Patterson. I picked up Ty- Tyler Algier on all my fantasy teams. I'm kind of waiting for a breakout moment for him. Is 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 Algier going to get like all the carries at some point and, and potentially even and be the guy there for the Falcons, maybe be a league winner for me in some of my fantasy leagues. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to win your league this year, but I think the yeah. the goal is long-term that he'll be sort of the RB one long-term for them uh, in the future. And he's kind of getting the bulk of, of the carries. It's him and Caleb Huntley. They're kind of splitting the carries these last couple of weeks with Patterson out. Uh, but Algier tends to get a little bit more, of those uh, of that workload uh, as for the rest of the rookies, this was something I was commenting the other day on lockdown Falcons, which was that the Falcons last year, one of the big criticisms of the coaching staff was that they weren't playing enough of the, the young players is basically Kyle Pitts was basically the only guy that played last year. Um, and this year they're playing everybody. They're getting undrafted free agents into the mix and all that stuff. So the rookies are, are I think a big part of the Falcons, uh, success, even if, you know, outside of Drake London and Algier, you're not seeing anybody really make a big time impact. And, you know, Falcon fans are just counting down the days till, till we get to see uh, Desmond Ritter. So, uh, you know, I know there's at least one con- 
a vocal contingent of the fan base that would not like to see Marcus Mario to have a, a good game uh, on Sunday so that we can speed up all along that process. But we'll see what happens. That sounds like the 49ers fan base last season, right? <laughs> or even this season where the fan base is kind of split. Half of them want to see the young guy, Trey Lance. The other half is like, no, Team Jimmy. And then this year, it almost felt like there were people rooting for Trey Lance to fail. And I know he got injured, but there were a lot of people that definitely were excited to see uh, Jimmy Garoppolo inserted into the starting lineup. And just as many people upset about that. So we definitely understand the dynamic uh, of having a, I don't want to say quarterback controversy, but a young guy uh, behind a veteran that is kind of, you know, whatever. <laughs> whatever is, is a, I think that's a fair way to describe both Jimmy Garoppolo and Marcus Mariota, whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. And, and Aaron, be careful what you say on the podcast here. Cause last week we had Julian council of locked on Panthers and he was talking about, man, maybe even this is the week that Matt rule gets fired. If it's a bad performance and you know, the Niners are a grim reaper right now on defense. So who knows uh, if the Niners defense is, is up to the task, maybe, Maybe this is the catalyst that uh, that Desmond Ritter needs to become the starter for the Atlanta Falcons. Who knows? Yeah, I, got a, I got a question for you guys, though. Yeah. Like, is there a vulnerability other than the injuries? Is there anything that the 49ers uh, defense that you can attack that defense this year? Defense uh, is tough. Defense is right. tough. And, and I think, yeah, for for the defense, at least in week six, it's you want to attack the the weak spots from injury. If the, if maybe the pass rush and the, and the run defense isn't going to be as strong because three or four starters would be out potentially with injury. You you got maybe a young player jumping in. Maybe it's rookie Samuel Womack over there at, at left cornerback instead of um, who's a player I think everyone likes with the 49ers and and five kind of nine. Though, I really right? like put Drake yeah. London over there. You know Drake London yeah. six five. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So you know maybe those are the kind of matchups you want to win and ca- catch the 49ers when they're licking their wounds a little bit. But, man, I have not been able to find a weakness on the 49ers defense. Even the ones I thought would be weaknesses coming in, like strong safety Talanoa Hufanga. Is he more of a box safety, not be, being good in coverage? He's got a couple picks. He's got a pick six. He's been everywhere. He's been a superstar for the 49ers defense. So it's really hard to poke holes in what the 49ers have on the defensive side of the ball. What you need to do is score with the Falcons defense, maybe get a pick six of your own and, and hope the 49ers offense and Jimmy Garoppolo throws the ball to the wrong team. I think that's probably the best way that, you know, and, and that's kind of how it's felt with the 49ers offense fumbling away some wins more than the defense this year. The, the 49ers offense, definitely, if, if you're going to try to take advantage of one side, again, the injuries, we just don't know how it's going to play out. But offensively, the 49ers just haven't really been this juggernaut of an offense that we've seen in the past. And if you go back to like, you know, 2019, you see 49ers score, you know, scoring 27, averaging 27 points per game. Well, that hasn't been the case this year. And even if you go back to the last game against Carolina, it was kind of weird in the first half where it felt like the 49ers were dominating, but heading into halftime, it looked like it was going to be a 10-3 game. And then all of a sudden, Emmanuel Mosley gets a pick six, and then the 49ers end up scoring another touchdown. And then I think they had uh, a late touchdown because the Panthers went for it for on like their own three yard line. Like, I mean, they had to, right. And the 49ers stopped them and then they turned around and had like a three yard touchdown. So, uh, the, some of those points, a couple of those touchdowns could be, uh, you know, accredited to the defense and, and what they've done. And that's kind of been the case for the most part this season. Okay. All right. All right. With all that information, let's make some predictions guys and, and try to figure out what this game is going to look like Sunday with the 49ers and the Falcons next now though price picks and how about this for price picks i think we got some good information for your price picks picks 
this week, right? More or less. I'm thinking maybe George Kittle, after hearing Aaron talk about that matchup, George Kittle maybe going more or less than his uh, catches, maybe going more on the reception yards for George Kittle. And Price Picks is super fun and super easy. It is daily fantasy made easy. All you do is you pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Price Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. And you're not competing against other people. It's just you versus those projections available at Price Picks. So it's not some big pool of sharks in the fantasy world that you are playing against. No, it's just you pick the projections you like and you go pick more or less than those projections they have up at prize picks. And it's not just football either. It's not just the NFL. There's college football, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, combat sports, tennis, NASCAR, motorsports, you name it. They have it. Even disc golf at prize picks. Entries can be made in less than 60 seconds. Super easy. Withdrawals are fast, safe, and easy and price picks is currently operational in over 30 states and canada so download the price picks app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports first-time users can receive a 100 instant deposit match up to 100 with promo code locked on if you deposit 100 price picks will give you 100 if you deposit 50 price picks will give you 50 don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to 100 dollars all right, Aaron, I'm going to let you go first and make a prediction here for week six with the 49ers at the Falcons. But real real quick, I just want to recap how it might look with a Falcons victory. And you can maybe add some to this. So we talked about some of the injuries on the 49ers defense, and it's got to start up front, right, for the Falcons offense and a powerhouse running game. And then maybe you're going to hit a, a couple of a deep passes. Like, like, draw me a picture of a Falcons win here, and then you tell me how realistic it is and if you think that's going to happen on Sunday. Yeah, I think, you know, they can get the run game going uh, against a beat-up 49ers front. Uh, it doesn't have to be dominant or anything like that, but just enough to keep them in uh, favorable third-down situations so that pass rush, uh, regardless of who's healthy, isn't able to sort of pin their ears back and, and get after the quarterback. That really was a problem for them last year. Uh, and so, you know, I, I do think a, a sort of a balanced attack and getting Drake London a, a lot of – uh, you know, targets in this game, and, and maybe just maybe they might even throw the ball at Kyle Pitts if he plays. So, uh, that will be that. beneficial to uh, this team. So, I, I think that's kind of a balanced attack is going to be where the Falcons' uh, offense looks like this week. Aaron, I got so much stock in in the Falcons right now, which is probably not the best offense to have a ton of stock in. But I got Algier, as I mentioned, on a bunch of my fantasy teams in our Locked On Dynasty League. I drafted Kyle Pitts last year, I was so excited about it. And I thought he was going to be just the dominant tight end starting now in the NFL. And he's kind of taken a step back statistic wise from last year, obviously banged up was out last week. We'll see if he plays this week, but what's going on with Kyle Pitts? Is it, is it something he's doing? Is, is, is Marcus Mariota not the type of guy who likes to look at his tight ends? Cause it's kind of freaking me out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's funny. Um, you know, it basically boils down to the fact that I think a lot of people, myself included, thought the Falcons would not be very good this year and they would throw the ball a ton. And so it was like, oh, Kyle Pitts, it's easy money every week long. And then now the Falcons suddenly decided, hey, we actually want to be good in a competitive you know, football team. And we're the strength of our offense is running the football and our quarterback is kind of bad most weeks. And so like as long as we don't ask him to throw the football. You know, uh, our offense can move. And when we ask him to throw the football, then problems start to arise. And, and that's basically the situation that Kyle Pitts finds himself in. I think he'll start getting going as the season progresses. But uh, 
you know, for now it's kind of, you know, throwing him the ball is, is, is kind of a losing strategy, not because it has anything to do with him, but just simply because the, the Falcons passing game is not great. Not yeah. ideal. <laughs> if you're a pass catcher, I mean, that's the thing that's got to be super frustrating, right? Showing up every week, and I know he's kind of banged up right now, but uh, heading out there knowing the likelihood of him having the explosive games that he had with Matt Ryan just isn't on the table for him. In the foreseeable future, we'll see if maybe if uh, Ritter gets in there and there might be a, a change up in philosophy just a little bit. Yeah, it might be more fun, but there might be, you know, bigger losses too. You know, you, you raise the floor and you, you drop the, or you, you drop the floor, but you raise the ceiling. I think that might be uh, more fun in, in some ways, but uh, I, I like the, the way the, the Falcons are competing right now. So we'll see how long that continues. Um, and by the way, I, I, my apologies up front, Aaron, uh, former locked on dynasty league champion, right? Aaron Freeman. I, I did not address yes. you properly <laughs> earlier when, when speaking of that. That, that dynasty league um croc what do you think how you see this one going uh, i like the 49ers but if you kind of follow the trend here the the falcons uh, i was confused at how i was supposed to say it but the falcons <laughs> are covering the spread so i think a lot of 49er fans probably think oh this guaranteed win they're gonna just run them over again I, I have to see the 49ers can they score points again that was, that's been my challenge to them for like a few weeks like can the offense score more points can the offense score more points well they did it last week can they do it again falcons have kept games close they played uh teams very well so i got the 49ers but in a close game uh 49ers win by four we'll say uh 17 21. yeah Okay. All right. So Niners win, but not covering those those five and a half points. I'll save yeah, my. Yeah, they don't cover that. They don't cover the spread. But but yeah, four Niners win. I'll save my prediction for Friday's show, our keys to victory show, Croc. So we get we can uh, we can tease a little nugget there for the Locked On Forty Niners listeners. And by the way, thanks to all the listeners for making Locked On Forty Niners and Locked On Falcons your first listens every day. For Eric Crocker and Aaron Freeman, I am Brian Peacock. We appreciate you. Make sure after your first listens of the podcast covering your favorite teams, check out some of the national shows. Crocker's doing Locked On NFL Draft Daily right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I am talking about the entire league with my guy, former NFL scout Matt Williamson on the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show Daily right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And we will be back with you guys tomorrow on both Locked On 49ers and Locked On Falcons, talk to you then.